Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, the first one from the new studio. I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me is Shauna, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, and we do have the blue lights going. <laughs> and Ghosty as well. So, um, and there's Kara Whitaker saying hello, you two, and Veronica Flores. Hey, yes, back just in time, Adana. Thank you down there. So, we're going to be talking ley lines tonight. Actually, there is one thing. Can you push that up? No, first one, uh, and make it even with the second one. There you go. Now you have, now you can talk. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> we need a checklist. <laughs> Of course, this is, um, I guess, maybe the second time that I've had you with me. The first was a impromptu um, morning mug, and now I finally have you live on Inside the Upside Down. Sweet. <laughs> She's speechless. She doesn't know what to say. <laughs> we know that's not true. Well, that's true. That's very true. So, uh, Tom McNicholas saying history in the making. Bethany Warner saying hello to the beautiful couple. Thank you guys. So, we're going to be talking ley lines tonight. Um, interesting topic. Ley lines, energy grids, standing stones, they're all related. And we're going to be getting into a lot of this. And in fact, we even have some experiences from our paranormal investigations along uh, these types of lines. So, um, and you, you guys heard Shauna talk a lot about the cafe. So, yeah, we were trying to figure out why this one place in this small town was so active. Um, it was, you know, seemingly like some type of, you know, portal where all these different spirits were coming in that weren't even relevant to the property just at any time and I was in there a lot you know so several times a week so just different people all the time and so we wanted to do some research to find out you know why it was like that and so we went back as far as we could with history on the property but there was a lot that you know wasn't some that wasn't documented and then uh, somebody brought up you know what about you know ley lines does it have something to do with that and so after doing some research uh and looking at the a grid of the area at that time and we're talking you know 10 years they're ago they're saying more sound on you and you're maxed okay i mean you could try it out i mean better is that better <laughs> Um, I mean, that's that's up all the way on Shauna. Um, I don't know how much more we could get. I mean, I talk the same that I have all this time. Yep. So, all right. So, let's get into first a little bit here about uh, what ley lines are. So, you guys are saying yes, so I guess that's better. Okay. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to make sure on that. Okay. So... Get into first a little bit about what ley lines are and some of the more popular ones and um, how all this stuff came to be. So um, here are, I mean, this is just a graphic here of standing stones and it's, it's all in relation of, you know, why these standing stones exist in the way the, the ley lines are. Um, now it's, it was too low, now you're golden, okay. I'm reading too much into the comments down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the ley lines are basically, um, you know, people talk about an energy grid and um, 
you know, so these different um, these different sources of magnetism that go across the Earth, um, people have noticed that throughout the years, many of these are connected. Basically, what they're connecting with are the uh, lines of energy that are within the Earth, and they're basically tapping into that in order to uh, to, to utilize the energy. And so some of the uh, the more popular ones of these, and I'll just throw a couple up here real quick, like the um, um, the Apollo Athena one. So along this line is the the darkened part is the land. So this is Europe, and you know along this line are many uh, uh, temples and shrines to Apollo and Athena. Um, and you can see how long it goes all the way from Ireland down into uh, the Middle East. And yeah, Candy, you can look up Leyline Maps in Google, and this is uh, one of those that you can find out there. $2 Super Chat from Chanel. Thank you very much. Do appreciate that. So, you know, it's no secret. And this, this line is actually in line with the, I want to say it's the winter solstice. Uh, the sun of the winter solstice and they all come down this line um, but basically they're tapping into um, an energy source that is uh, all through here another one that's uh, that is whoops it didn't pop up and there's a another five dollar super chat from chanel <laughs> <laughs> so okay this one's in the uk it is the michael and mary ley line so all up and down this line here are uh, are buildings, temples, shrines, cathedrals, what have you, to uh, the Archangel Michael or uh, or Mary, and you know it, it's really no coincidence that uh, this happens. And so um, you know there's some different terms for all of this. Um, I'll just get into one real quick. I don't want to get too technical on you. And there is a $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. Says, congrats on the new studio. <laughs> Hope it has heat for the winter. We were just talking about <laughs> we that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, and that's telluric currents. Um, and, and people, of course, relate this to um, those are the uh, magnetic uh, streams that are within the earth. And so, you know, people... Uh, tap into that with ley lines, spirit roads, all that. We have that type of terminology for it. Um, and basically this is electro, uh, electric current which uh, moves underground and through the sea. And so uh, you know, our scientists, our engineers actually utilize this energy, even though they you know, try to kind of you know, poo-poo us off as, you know, oh, well, you know, those spiritualists, you know, in their ley lines and, you know, the, they're thinking they're getting energy from these, you know, standing stones and whatnot. Well, actually, they're tapping into it as well, you know. Um, so just a couple of examples. Uh, they're using it for mineral exploration, geothermal exploration, petroleum exploration, mapping fault zones, uh, groundwater exploration, um, uh investigation of magma chambers investigating boundaries of tectonic plates so they're utilizing this for a, a lot of stuff and even nasa's been quoted as uh saying that they uh, they'll follow the water underground because that'll lead them to uh the, the underground magnetism so um 
So yeah, and just a uh, you know another one of how far that they can travel. So there's one in New Zealand uh, connects through Australia and all the way up here to Santiago uh, de Compostela, which is uh, known as the Field of Stars. So you know some of these are very very lengthy. Um, and so I see we already have some. Uh, questions in the chat Pamela Rainey how were they discovered well I mean this is something that the ancients discovered you know a long long time ago um, you know all these different hinges that have been there for you know four five eight ten thousand years um, they've been tapping into this 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 is like ancient knowledge lost a time that you know we're just now rediscovering I mean I say rediscover but you know People that were more spiritual in nature have kind of always known this. I think it's more of our you know scientific community that's like, oh, check this out. We found this. It's like it's been there for a while, people. You know that's why you know places like Stonehenge were built. Um, but basically, you know these sources of energy, they were going to they were going to these places to get in tune with their gods and. Um, you know, or whether they were doing a self-cleansing or, you know, d depending on the culture, they had a lot of different beliefs as to what they could use this energy for. They just knew that going in there, that it was an energy that they could tap into. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, we were watching it today. <laughs> um, you, you could tap into some of the, um, some of the videos from uh, Freddie Silva, some of his lectures and get into, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, lot deeper. I mean, we're gonna gonna glaze over it, kind of gloss over it a little bit um, on the technical stuff, and but you get into some of his more deeper research on is really, really interesting as far as how the ancients um, use this for whatever their beliefs were. So, um, per friend, do they make magnets go haywire? Um, kind of interesting. One thing that I saw, and then we'll start getting to. Some more because I know you're kind of quiet over there. Just listening. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things that I saw here was a uh, a guy took a CD player, and he put it on top of one of the uh, standing stones, which you know emits it, it emits a resonance. A resonance. It has a wavelength to it, um, and he was playing some different shamanic drumming uh, from the CD player, and based on the. Um, um, what I want to say, the frequency that he was playing the shamanic drumming, it would change the wavelength that was being emitted from the standing stone. So they do have their own resonance that they uh, that they play back. Um, so then that's kind of the, the same thing. Do they affect compasses? Um, well, you are talking about magnetism, and so it can affect compasses for sure. Um, and one of the other things that was kind of interesting about this, um, so we'll go to the Rollwright stones. So I and I don't have a photo. I should have gotten a photo. So these stones, this is in um, uh, the UK. So they're in a nice, you know, circle like this. And what they discovered uh, back in the '80s was that it created almost like a shield that basically the um, uh, the the background levels of ultrasound within the circle were lower than outside of it and you could see 
where there's kind of a uh, a little entrance in there and it, it kind of opens up for people to come in and then you know experience the uh, the circle itself so it's really really interesting how they um, knew to be able to use this type of energy um, let's see from among stars hi Steve <laughs> how you doing good to see you down there Steve Steve Glassford look him up on YouTube because he's fantastic um, if you're a fan of Breaking Benjamin or Shine Down or anybody like that, his covers of them will just blow you away. Truth. It's good stuff. We played on yes. Enigma Underground Radio. So, um, okay. So his question is: Do you believe aliens might have something to do with the ancient people obtaining this knowledge? So he's going right for the aliens. I kind of agree. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you almost. You almost have to, really. I mean, I, they're so like ancient, like how knowledgeable, you know, they were. You know, whenever you go like way, 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 way back, you know, and people are just barely civilized, and then all of a sudden, from eons and ages ago, there's all this super powerful, wondrous shit popping up everywhere pardon my profanity i'm not gonna drop any f-bombs you're tonight. wearing profanity on your shirt <laughs> i'm into witchy shit yeah i know she's not worried about profanity it's right there in the yeah. entire show i think yeah I, I i think aliens are a big part of everything really i've never met one up close and personal or anything but um i i know they're out there I've seen a UFO or two in my time, so. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely believe that uh, extraterrestrials are out there. Uh, I still think there's a lot to learn, and you know, maybe we don't. We, I think maybe we experience them differently than some people have put out there. I think some accounts are correct. It's kind of a mixed bag, really. We have a $10 super chat from Mickey Dole. She says, I've never been laid. <laughs> 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 but she also has a question is there a map of the ley lines in the u.s uh yeah i mean you can you can google uh, ley line maps it, this is what i have to say about that and i'll get back to the alien thing real quick um that was actually kind of difficult to to do um to find good maps that you could actually see because they would be you know, okay, here's an entire map of the U.S., but it's small, and they've got all these lines going across, so to actually see where anything's crossing on those that we Google were quite difficult. Um, I did notice on some sites where they offered a download of a lay lap, uh, of a, I'm sorry, of a ley line map overlay for like Google Earth. Um, I didn't have time to play around with all of that, but um, you know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. We were trying to specifically find one for Illinois. Yeah, I um, there were a few links that led me to, um, like, just my hometown, Campsville, where the Center for American Archaeology is, and one of the bigger dig sites that's close by, just like five minutes, you know, across the river. Um, and there was one link I didn't have... I didn't click into it on my phone because at the time my phone was not really letting me do too much. And so... Um, I didn't click into it, but it looked like a, a big PDF, you know, document, and um, 
looked like it might have been a good link, so I bookmarked it. Uh, I'm very interested because um, also that was brought up in Illinois was Cahokia Mounds um, in Cahokia, Illinois. And it's I've never been there, but everybody I know has been there, and apparently it's a hell of an experience. So, And it's situated just right on, you know, and they think that the reason why it has so much energy other than, you know, what you know what it has going on is because of its um position on a ley line so definitely look that one up yeah yeah so and i see that uh candy i just kind of scrolled by uh said that uh, searching them by state even trying to do like a uh, ley lines uh, Illinois map, something like that is, is difficult. Um, and I saw Karen say that the uh, ley line maps on Google stink. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my uh, assertion as well. I know that there are some ley line books out there that are supposed to have some good maps. So that would be great. And then that overlay, um, I'll, I'll have to download that and play with it one of these times. Um, see if that uh, comes out a little better. So, um, per Fran, have they discovered any underwater ley lines like Atlantis? Well, ley lines do cross um, underwater, so you know they'll circumnavigate the globe, you know, and uh, yeah, they'll go underwater. Um, there are some locations around Earth that refer to Atlantis. Whether or not you know, Atlantis was really there or not, we don't know. Um, but they do hit, you know, some under underwater structures and um, you know geological magnetic points that are that are pretty important out there you know bermuda triangle is one of those underwater uh ley line crossings so um yeah they do cross they do cross underwater as well so um where the county offices have those maps from candy um for ley lines probably not they would have all kinds of other maps but to actually map out the ley lines themselves no um not around here for sure yeah <laughs> um you know like the archaeology departments you know they're more likely to get into that kind of thing i would think i used to talk to some of the students whenever they were hanging out because um in campsville uh they would have uh, the center for american archaeology would have um, active digs and classes and stuff like that going on so right next to the cafe uh, was the archaeology museum and upstairs was a set of uh, several one of several sites of dorm rooms and um, they would kind of on the down low you know talk about some stuff that was going on and so about the time that we were studying ley lines and trying to figure out what was going on and how it tied in with everything and we were kind of picking their brains one night and uh, one of them was very much into it and said that it was definitely a topic of interest for her so uh, yeah, if you have a local archaeology department, um, definitely hit them up because they're going to be they're going to be more you know involved in what's going on with the land. So I I would I would try them for sure. Yeah, and there is I guess there are, I guess there is technically a difference between ley lines and energy grid lines where you know, the energy grid lines are specifically uh, magnetic and the ley lines tend more to be geologic in nature. So I saw some questions in there about you know finding them. There was one about freshwater. They'll go, they'll go through freshwater too. Um, 
but I guess some of the methods, like the ancients, use, of course, there's dowsing. People would, uh, you know, have different methods of, of dowsing. Of course, that was a very ancient technique that they would use. For, you know, find energy, find water, um, and of course, um, you know, like NASA said, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, NASA saying here recently, well, you know, you know we like to find the underwater, uh, the underground water, because that'll lead to the magnetism. What the ancients were trying to find water with dowsing rods, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, thousands of years ago. Um, I, another thing that they would tap into are old, uh, old volcanic fissures. So a lot of these standing stones are along these old volcanic fissures, and they tap into it. They put the standing stone there and tap into that uh, energy because that's you know a, a thin spot uh, on the Earth right there where you know you would have all that you know geological disturbance uh, you know where this you know magnetism would be coming from. Um, here you can also look for these you know big uh, pyramidal uh, buildings in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, like Giza, you know, that's like one of the biggest places on earth for, for this type of uh, energy. So, um, all right, so, so, so how do we find them on your own? Um, yeah, and that's, um, well, I mean, the dowsing would be one way, and if you're kind of looking in your backyard, it's gonna be a little tougher. I mean, the, the way, the, the way the like maps work are, you know, and you can find these different things in America too. So, you know, your different, you know, old archaeological sites, like, you know, you take the different, you know, mounds throughout, um, you know, the Midwest where you have, you know, the Great Circle, uh, the Great Circle, uh, uh, Great Circle Earthworks. <laughs> you got the Great Circle Earthworks, you got like the uh, Serpentine Mound, you know, you know, all these different actual locations. Uh, throughout the United States, so you can basically boom, 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 draw a line, and once you get a couple of points together, there's your line. Um, you know, another another interesting one is you know Washington uh, D.C. being like 108 degrees from Heliopolis, which um, is you know 108 is one of those you know sacred numbers and you know used in sacred geometry and all that. So there's a lot of things like that around. Um, so. You can discover it on your own between a little bit of studying and, like I said, you know, follow the water, follow the water, which, with the cafe and yeah, I know the volume gets lower when I turn my head to talk to Shama. I got to start learning to do this, <laughs> like backing up a little bit and talking towards Shama this way, but also hitting the microphone, something like that. That was right by the water. You got the limestone bluffs. You got you got the water that's right there. Um, you know, I noticed it looked like on a couple of the maps that yeah, the, the lines were going by there. Hard to tell because we didn't have one specifically of Illinois or that area. Right. But from the research that you guys did, you had that crossing right there at the cafe. Right. And you know that made perfect sense. You know to me um, because not only was the cafe you know right by the river, but a lot of the times it was surrounded by it because it flooded so much. You know. So that place was just constantly in contact with water in some way. And, um, you know, and then like you saw, you know, the limestone bluffs and just that place just had a lot going on. Um, I don't know if Jeannie is watching this or not, but Jeannie <laughs> um, need to get back in that building. Have to. Yeah, no, I'd love to get. I'd love to get in there for a first time just to check out what all goes <laughs> on there. 
Um, and you know, that's another thing. You know, taking it you know into the the paranormal and the supernatural realm. You know, I mean, of, of course, these you know the lines and then the you know standing stone structures and you know things like that. The temples that are around there. I mean, they're all they're all trying to do the same things, utilizing energy on, on that spot to do whatever it is that they want to do within their religion. Um, where was I going? <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. It's like I'll kind of start to segue and you're like, oh shit, I'll lose my spot. Um, but I can't remember how I was going with it. <laughs> um, I was going into, okay, our um, our experiences with the paranormal and the supernatural. You know, aside, and that's how I did it. Aside from what you know, all this other stuff is that we've been talking about here for the last twenty-five minutes, um, you know, we've noticed increased paranormal activity at these locations. So, you know, while you know there's an increased energy for you know cleansing the body or you know heightening your your resonance, your vibration, all those different things that are going on within your body, and there's all kinds of great material out there about. Um, you know how the energy there can affect the, it can affect the iron within your body. There's you know uh, uh, magnetite uh, crystals that are supposed to be in, in your brain, like little you know pieces of it. The pineal gland, all those different things that are supposed to affect at these locations. But then we've also noticed you know the increase in paranormal activity. You mentioned the cafe, um, the the Edmund House that we did for haunted was supposed to be along the ley line, not a crossing like the cafe, but at least along a line. And so um, and we had all kinds of stuff going on there, and we've, we've talked about it at length here, but you know, yes, you, you can get in tune better with you know, yourself and your higher power and all that sort of stuff, but for researching the, the paranormal and the supernatural, you know, that's increased here too. Yeah, I think across the board, there's a lot more people uh, for whatever reason that uh, hadn't experienced anything before all of a sudden you know their experiences are you know their experiences are happening now so um, it's it's not as easy to find a skeptic uh, nowadays they're still out there but um, there used to be a lot more of them <laughs> uh, it's just everything you know well i don't know you know what's going on but you know just the energy you know has amped up a lot um you know i have stuff going on all the time but you know not everywhere i go of course but it just seems like lately you know where's where's the switch you know because it's like i gotta work and you know sometimes i'm at home you know i just don't want to deal with it right now but uh, when we go to one of the places, you know, that has a lot of energy, places like um, like Mineral Springs. Mineral Springs is right there by the river. Um, it's extremely active, as are a lot of the places that are out there by the river in Alton. Um, you know, it's it's more active each time we go in there. So well, it certainly seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I hit it. I'm sorry. It happens. Um. 
Per Fran, their existence was suggested by, or in 1921 by amateur archaeologist Alfred Watkins, whose book, The Old Street Track, brought the alignments to the attention of the people. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, his book kind of you know, made everybody notice, you know, because it, it had been kind of, you know, kind of forgotten for a while. But, um, you know, the, the ancients you know, knew about this. You know, long ago and that's how they lined all this up and and not just the ancient ancients either you know you, you see a lot of um you know cathedrals and temples that you know within the last you know maybe several hundred or thousand years or whatever um so it's not just yeah there's ghosty so it's not just like you know four thousand years ago or you know a circle of standing stones you know the, the vatican is on one of these ley lines you know and was the was the remark that there had been a standing stone on a hill there long ago in uh, the uh, obelisk that was uh, stolen, well, <laughs> borrowed or whatever, <laughs> is now there in the um, uh, in Vatican City to to mark that spot. So, um, but yeah, so that you know, and, and we know the story that you know the um, Sistine Chapel is supposed to be built on the hill where. Uh, you know, Peter was, you know, supposed to be crucified upside down and all of that, but you know, this is this is another another uh site along one of those tracks. And you know, that's a little bit more modern here than say Stonehenge. You know. Um well, you guys have a lot of questions that you throw mm -hmm. out there, which is great. Absolutely great. So um so, per Karen, do you feel they will enhance your intent or purpose? What do you think? That's a good question. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, it's supposed to, you know, it, it is supposed to, you know, raise your resonance and um, raise your vibration. So, I think that um, your intent or purpose. Um, I guess it depends on what your intent or purpose is. You know, we, you know, we've heard about places like, um, oh, what is it, Saqqara, where uh, walking into the uh, the temple there, how it fluctuated between uh, positive and negative energy zones, and that was supposed to cleanse you on your way in. And basically, the idea was to just leave your shit at the door. So, um, so as long as you had that, I guess that purpose of, you know, I'm cleansing myself as I walk in before I get into the temple, um, then sure, that would increase your purpose, I would think. Um, probably uh, meditating on a ley line might kind of change things, change the intensity or the, the energy from your meditate or whatever you're trying to do. Uh, whatever your intent is. I mean, like if you're into witchy shit. Whoops! Oh, sorry, there's ghosty. ghosty. Ghost down. <laughs> Ghost down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, sorry. Um, can you tap into a ley line energy for spell work or, you know, during a meditation? Or, you know, is there a certain. Uh, is ley line energy affected by moon phases? I'm sure someone someone said that. Asked that once. 
I don't remember who I was talking to or how it came up, but they were talking about that. I have no idea. You know, does ley line energy, is it affected by us and whatever's going on with us? Or, you know, is it, you know, does it change? Does the energy, you know, change at these places? Or, I got all kinds of questions. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, there's definitely a lot, I think, that uh, we're going to discover along the way when it comes to uh, to ley lines, energy grids, standing stones, uh, sites of, you call them sites of power, really. So Pamela Rainey asked, you know, does Bohemian Grove tie the government to ley lines and question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I'm not sure specifically about Bohemian Grove, but does the government know about this stuff? Yeah. Um, I would say absolutely. And you know, prime example, Washington, D.C. You know, I mentioned earlier the 108 degrees to uh, Heliopolis. Um, not a mistake. I, Washington, D.C. was built on a swamp. Who in the world wants to build their capital city on a swamp? Well, there's a specific reason why it was built there. Um, so, and that's one of them. And if you look at the... Um, and, and by the way, the, the center of that point is the dome of the Capitol building in, in Washington, D.C. Um, but if you look at the layout, you know, you can see all of this sacred geometry within there between the Capitol building, the Washington Monument, the White House, and some of the other different monuments that are around there is the way it's all laid out. Yeah, the, you know, there are specific um ways this has all been put together in order to increase the you know power structure of of the city absolutely so government yeah government knows about this stuff <laughs> um they just may not have been willing to admit it for a long time but now places like nasa are um from sharon this is for you shana uh, do you feel that your abilities increase when you're near known ley lines I mean, I never really um, researched like any of the other places until, you know, just recently, you know, what might be near one, what might be on one, what might, you know, I only have the cafe to go on right now because, you know, it's the only one where we really, you know, delved into it. Um, I know that I got a lot of experiences in that building. And I think, you know, the more time I spent there, on the property you know the stronger it got so i can definitely say that if being on top of a ley line is what caused that building in addition to the events and the history that are attached to it um if that plays a part in it then yeah it definitely uh affected me in a big way that's brought me to where i am today really it's what made me really want to delve a lot deeper into the paranormal and the stuff that was happening to me um, on a personal level that didn't have anything to do with spirits necessarily. But I really think that I, I, it played a big part in my life. And just all the stories that you've told me from there, um, there's some of the more, probably some of the not more, most vivid stories <laughs> that you've told me of activity that you've had between you know bookcases being thrown around to seeing Byron, you know, since he was just you know flesh and blood. Yeah, you know some of the different uh, shadow people that you've seen there. I mean, just some of the someday, someday I'm going to write a book about just that place. That's its own book, really, just from all of the stuff that had happened there. Um, and every time 
I was in there, um, there was one notable thing that was different than any of the other times. And, you know, I'd been going in there for several years. But I had been going in there as a child, too, not even knowing what was going on until I started working there. You know, so I had no idea. Um, of course, I wasn't looking for that then. But, yeah, I mean, you know, to the subject of ley lines, and if that's what was creating such a powerful energy source there, uh, it makes total sense to me. So, I mean, and then, you know, if it's on, you know, a connector point, you know, for a ley line, if something is sitting on top of one of those, you know, is that considered, or could that be considered um, a portal of some kind? So that would make sense too. Yeah, and those crossings, a lot of people speculate are, you know, they are supposed to have portal activity, you know, whether it's a portal to a supernatural realm or it's just a much stronger energy field that you can tap into there's definitely something special that goes on during those crossings right i mean you know that like i said inside inside the building um on camera you know caught an orb uh it had its own light source you know it was just the camera was focused in the middle of the room and all of a sudden um it just materialized just boom just right there and then it like it just came from out of something in the middle of the room it was just there and then it went uh like into you know close to the next room and it kind of stopped and then it came back and it disappeared right into the place that it came out of on camera you know it's like where'd it go you know where'd it come from it was like all of a sudden it was like watching an eclipse like watching a shadow go over you know it just the whole shape it was just it just swallowed it wherever it came out of so you know what was that I have no idea, you know, some little mini, you know, <laughs> portal in there that just sucked it in like a little black hole or something like that. It came in, it came out, went back in. So that building's got some stuff going on yeah, for sure. Some stuff going on. And, you know, being along the line there in that Edmund house, you know, that's where we didn't ever see the red eyes. Talison saw the red eyes all the time. I saw that black shadow mass there. Um, what else we had i mean with the doors blowing open like crazy there's just a ton of activity going on there and you know, especially that that moment where it seemed like she got punched in the gut and we get the wind swirling up like crazy that was only in the backyard it was a water bottle it was only in the backyard nowhere else in the yard because they weren't experiencing the side yard it was you know really really crazy stuff you know along this line there so whether that was more to do with the ley line or more of just you know the entity that was there well you know if we're talking about being able to harness this type of energy ourselves well an entity like that would be able to harness it as well yeah, so, is it free energy yeah. <laughs> or does it discern no you can't have it you know so i who knows yeah, I mean, we talk about, you know, people will say, well, you know, I had battery drain and, you know, I've, I've been saying for a while now that I that I think it's by accident that the spirits don't know that they're doing that. Otherwise, it's just stick their finger on a socket and charge up. You know? <laughs> but if this energy from a line is already there, already existing, you know, it would keep a charge for that entity to be able to do a lot you know, without having to 
I mean, this is theory, you know, do they take a break for a while and recharge or what have you, but it, there would always be that energy there, some kind of energy for it to use. Right, because they're just full of it. You yeah. know, there's energy <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So uh, Tim Schoen is asking, uh, could the Bermuda Triangle or similar places be affected by ley lines? Well, from my understanding, there is a crossing of ley lines within the Bermuda Triangle. So that could attribute to a number of the different things that happened there, that are said to happen there, allegedly. Throw all those terms in there, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, oh, and it scrolled all the way down. I never know how to stop that. Once I start going, it just drops all the way down. Um, yeah, so that was Tim. There's Betty and Wayne, so much forgotten by man knowledge. Do you think that the government knows about ley lines? Okay, so that was, we, we answered that. So the government know about ley lines. We talked about that. Yes, they do. Thank you, Betty and Wayne. Um, per Karen, don't you feel it's because more people are becoming more open and that energy is building as more people believe? Um, it's interesting. I think, I mean, I really think that the energy has always been there. I think that because people are becoming more open that they're able to use more of that energy now than they had been able to in the past. But I think the energy has always been there. What do you think? And do you think that that energy, because we're now manipulating it, whether by absorbing it or tapping into it, you know, does, is there like a reverse, you know, effect? I mean, does it does it, is it constantly charged, not because of where the, the positioning or the energy from the land, but energy from people also? I mean, does that affect it? Well, and you know, that could be why when they would go to these sacred sites and they would have these ceremonies, it would be a group of people and they would all be performing some sort of, whether it's a ritual, beating to the drums, chanting, whatever, you know, all of that group energy, all that energy from each individual person as the site is enhancing them, I believe it's enhancing the group as well. Again, Cahokian Monk's Mound is a good example of that too. I know a lot of them do like uh, rituals there when there's an eclipse or when there's um, during, you know, like solstice and, and during all kinds of you know spiritual events you know on the event calendar going on you know there's always something going on there and and that place is where they flock you know because apparently it's it's quite a rush apparently and it's on my bucket list it's so close you know cohokia mounds and muck mounds you're gonna have to go i mean you know everybody that i've ever talked to you know says you want to charge your crystals somewhere do it there i mean be on top of the mound or on it during a full moon i mean you probably have to fight people off to get to a spot there a lot of a lot of us are going to go there to do that because it's a very high energy place so yeah it's definitely on the bucket list well let me throw this out there so what was it this this past June, June what was it thirtieth, when I was down in Newark to do the investigation of the old Licking County Jail, we had Ohio Paranormal Syndicate out there, uh, Sean Gilmore, um, great group. Um, before I went there, I went to the Great Circle Earthworks there in Newark, 
uh, I'd already been there a few years ago, but I wanted to revisit. I wanted to get some drone footage of it. And so I got the drone. I was you know, fully charged when I left uh, my apartment in Elyria back when I lived in Ohio. <laughs> Way back when I lived in Ohio. <laughs> um, you know, so I set up on the what they call the Eagle Mount. And primarily because it was extremely hot. It was like, you know, 98,000 degrees. I'm, I'm like not kidding. It was it was super, super hot. Um, and there's this big tree right there by the Eagle Mound that provides a lot of shade. So I wanted to hang out under there and while I took the drone up. So I put it out there uh, on the mound and went back into the shade. And it wasn't up there. I'm supposed to get 22 minutes at least, uh, 22, 24 minutes of charge out of it. It wasn't up there about five minutes and it was screaming at me that it had low battery. So, I mean, you can say what you want. Oh yeah, your battery drain at the Great Circle Earthworks. But, I mean, this is supposed to be one of those sites of power. You know, we mentioned the, the Standing Stones earlier. I don't, I'm not specifically sure if it's the same type of phenomenon as uh, the uh, Standing Stones that we were talking about earlier um, that basically, um, put that shield around in a circle maybe because it has a uh, uh, opening it has an entrance you know kind of uh, similar um, so did it drain the battery from the drone I, I don't know but I think it's odd that I had a full battery going down there and I only had five minutes and it was done so think about what you want um what else do we have? You guys have some great questions tonight, by the way. So Karen say moon phases affect the tide ley lines are on water it makes sense. They they all affect each other. Yeah. Yeah, they're all connected. Yeah. Um Kenny Orton says, uh, Mike, so we proposed to Shauna on a ley line. <laughs> 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 uh, you never know. I might pr propose to her on this show. I don't think we're on a ley line. Will you marry me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, we were talking about this earlier today, and it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find, like, the perfect moment or whatever to, to do it. And <laughs> I think she's more like, come on, get on with it already. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect what's going to be going on when it happens and and now he's going to be like oh shit now i got to find another yeah because you were saying uh, what uh like on an investigation or something like that earlier so um it, it will happen this <laughs> is true so um so karen asked what's the name of the cafe what is its official name you always just say it's the cafe yeah it it's changed ownership you know, over the years, whenever uh, I was growing up, it was called Gardner's Store, his grocery store. Um, then when I started working at it, it was called CBC. Uh, Captain Bill and Kathy's River Treasures and Cafe. It was a, um, a cafe and ice had an ice cream shop and a consignment store um, attached to it. And then uh, my friend Jeannie purchased it and um, she did some work in it but then one of the floods you know came through and you know 
pretty much nature took its course and the building is still standing but the front um the front room you know was caved in you can now see into the cellar about a foot into the door so uh this uh, we've been under there too and it's 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 definitely got a lot of energy uh down there and um so she wanted to call it um the spirits cafe and thought that it um she might turn it into some type of use it for investigations but possibly have some type of you know research center in there um still hoping that she does something with it because you know there's so much going on there that it you know for research purposes it, it needs to stay open i think i mean it'll be great i mean shoot i'll lay some boards down and, <laughs> and walk in there yeah you my know, dad I've would got probably a, I've got a camera right there I, i'll go buy some nails and you know a few boards and we'll walk in there yeah my, my dad would probably help with that he's been he's been in there a few times he's helped with some of the carpentry in there over the years and um, he's given me safer alternatives to get upstairs when I was determined to get up there whether it was safe or not um, you know so if I tell him he'd be like yep I got tools let's go yep. that's my dad <laughs> so Pungai Fungi comments perhaps Tesla's wireless electricity is based on a ley line grid drawing energy from them well actually that's exactly what his Tesla tower was doing it was he um, bore straight into the ground to draw energy up from up from the ground you know and it's it's not it's really not like he was um, rediscovering that type of technology it was already known they were uh, dating back to the 1840s they were um, using some of that ground energy for the um, for the telegraph lines and so we're already using it to you know some degree you know it's not like it was a lot of energy to to do that you know it didn't take a lot of energy to um you know for the telegraph lines but a little bit enough that they could actually utilize you know that type of, of technology but tesla was basically doing the same thing um to a much bigger extent and his idea was you know free wireless for energy for everybody he may have you know been trying to take it a little too far because this idea was to turn the entire earth into like one gigantic electric dynamo which may have given us all cancer um but the principle of, of using the ground energy bringing it up and spreading it around yeah that's exactly what he was trying to do just might not have been exactly safe <laughs> <laughs> um all right so what else you guys got um so Dresden Files by Jim Butchers from Benny Way. Uh fictional uses ley lines in his book. Well, you know, and that was like one of the issues I had with some of the Google Maps that I was finding online is that um or some of the images for maps online uh when Googling ley lines is that I know that there were some of them that I was looking at that were not showing uh true ley line grids. So just from knowing where some of them are, it's like, that's not right. So there was one that I found that would let you just blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. And it had little dots that you would click on that would bring up oh, info you find and that stuff one? like that. I bookmarked it. So okay, my phone. I've seen your bookmark. It was one of the archaeology department um, oh, good. affiliated ones. And so, okay. yeah, I'll have to find it. 
Yeah, because that would be interesting. Um, let's see what else you guys have. So you guys have had a lot of great questions. Really do uh, appreciate all of that. So um, Tom says, I just Googled and there are ley lines in the Chicago area. Yeah, Chicago's supposed to have a number of uh, ley line crossings throughout there. So looking at some of the different uh, North American maps, at least the accurate ones, they do show uh, ley lines going through Chicago. So, um, so from Donna, our Cheshire cat in the house tonight, do you think prior to flood that cafe changed hands so much due to the activity? I mean, there is a lot of traumatic events going on you know there even the lady that owned it uh whenever i started working there and whenever we started researching the place uh she was one of the you know people that we talked to because she owned it you know for a few years and she was like why do you think you know we had said did anything happen you know to you there what kind of stuff did you experience in there she goes why do you think it closed at five o'clock before dark <laughs> she goes, you know, it used to keep later hours. She goes, why do you think I started closing it early? She goes, I'd be in that building by myself. Of course there was stuff going on there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, it's... She's no fool. No, apparently. <laughs> you know, I used to work in that building alone, you know, and had no idea the stuff that was going on in there or the stuff that was going to happen to me in there. Um, I had no idea. So all I knew is that... You know, there and during a storm. Wow, <laughs> I mean, there was really some stuff going on in there during a storm. That place was just supercharged during lightning and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there were. I know it changed hands quite a bit. Um, it seemed like when you look at the the deed, if you do a deed search on the property, you know, you could pretty much um, see. You know, like something traumatic would happen you know and then pretty quick after that it would change hands and then so that that would that would make sense um but even even before the building was there there was still tragedy and stuff going on before the building was even built um byron you know came to be you know it, he was before the building was even there so and and there was tragedy happening there before before the building was even thought of. So, uh, you know, we tried to take that place back as far as we can take it, but there's still stuff that is not documented. Um, but, you know, and, and then, of course, right there by the river and in that area is was a Native American uh, campground, that right. whole area down there, you know, so well, there's a lot and, of stuff. And consider this, you know, were or did the Native Americans settle there because of... If there's a if there's a crossing there with all this energy that maybe that they knew this was a site to settle and take in that energy and be able to utilize it for you know whatever their worshiping methods were it's entirely possible yeah so uh, Fran Molino states the Great Pyramid is aligned with Machu Picchu, the Nazca lines, and Easter Island along a straight line around the center of the Earth. Yeah, uh, Angkor Wat as well in a number of other places. Uh, that whole uh, parallel, there's all kinds of stuff along that. And there's other ley lines that cross from other areas of the world. So it's like you, you look at 
the Great Pyramid, and it, it's almost like spokes of a wheel. You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that it's connected with around the world. Yep. Um, so, um, I kind of already saw all that stuff. Um, and we saw that one too. Whoop. I guess we froze there for a second, according to them. I don't know. <laughs> so always toward the end of the show, is that what's going to happen now? Towards the end of the show, we're going to hit? Okay. Um, from Betty, do you think the Indians use ley lines to make their mounds? Well, I, I think they're along ley lines. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're probably more aware of that stuff, you know. If you think about um, looking at, you know, Koki mounds, monk mound, you know, monk's mound, you know, all of that stuff. Whenever you look up ley lines in Illinois, that's the big one, you know, in this area. Um, there were some others too, some sites listed. There was quite a few of them in Illinois, quite a few of them in Ohio. There's a lot of them in Ohio, yeah. yeah. From all the, from the mountain, there were a lot of mound builders in Ohio. Um, there were a lot of reported giants in Ohio. So there's a lot of that different type of stuff that that's in Ohio. Um, but is that water bottle again? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, consider consider this. I don't think that you know around the world as these things were being built that you know somebody in Italy was saying we're going to build this temple here because up in England along this line they also built a temple here. I don't think that they were doing that. I think what was going on was you know they noticed they picked up on this energy source right there where they were at and so they built their temple or standing stone structure or whatever the heck it was you know cathedral whatever this is our site of power right here and it's over the centuries over the millennia that you start looking it's like yeah they're all lining up da 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 because this is where this um where this basically a power line through the earth goes and so, you know, for, for ley lines in America, you know, it's the same thing. You know, they're building here because this is where they notice that the energy is. You know, somebody in Ohio and then somebody in Illinois is building because this is where the energy is. And then somebody in Missouri and um, New Mexico or whatever. And you just start looking at the map. Boom, 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 boom. They all line up because that's where the flow of energy is. Um, so more or less, yeah. <laughs> you know, we could just simply answer a lot of these questions. Yes, no, yes. But, you know, we like to get into it. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Power to the gals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, per Tom, art, nice. Are ectogasms caused by ley lines? Ectogasms are caused when you get laid. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ghosty? Ghosty would know. Ghosty would know. Karen Whitaker says, Ohio is a scary state. Now, hey, now, I'm a native Ohioan. So. It's kind of cool. Just There's a lot what of stuff going bit, on in Ohio. Just what little bit that I've been able to experience of Ohio. You know, it's got some stuff yep. going on. I mean, Ohio State Reformatory is there. Um, the remains of the Gore Orphanage is there, a.k.a. Swift Mansion. Let's just call it that because that's its actual 
yep. name. Um, the Gore Orphanage is what everybody into urban legends knows it as, even though none of it was real, true, whatever. Um, that's a good one to research too, by the way. And we happen to have a video about it right on this channel. Yes, we do. We get into the truth of what happened there at the Swift Mansion and quote unquote Gore Orphanage site. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I've always, and I'll always say it, and it's always going to be true. Sometimes the truth is more interesting than than the legend, what's made up. Um, it ends up, you know, being more significant to me than anything, you know, some of the shows on TV put out there. So, um, you know, I know it makes for good television for entertainment purposes, but do some research because, you know, let it keep you up at night, you know, do the research. Um, there's some interesting stuff out there. Yeah, we've been there, done that, up all hours of the night researching. But uh, yeah, Ohio is definitely an interesting state. You know, you had, of course, we you know we just talked about the the mound builders throughout there, some of the different findings of giants and, and things like that. Um, but you know, it has an interesting geological history just from you know the glacier that cut through the you know, Ohio Valley was you know, was carved out by the glaciers. Of course, you have Lake Erie at the at the top, and then the Ohio River you know comes around the uh, the south side. And you know how used to have a, a saying. A, a, I don't think they use it anymore. But when I was a teenager there, they, they called Ohio the heart of it all because it is shaped like a heart. So there's a lot of like interesting little things. You know, the eastern side of the state, you had all the uh, you know the coal mining, and they were boring into the earth there. Um, by Lake Erie, they had all the salt mines. So there's a lot of lot of interesting um, history within the state uh, geologically as well as what we've done as humans, some good and some bad. You know the uh, you know Cuyahoga River, you know burning in like the 60s or 70s or whatever. You know so there's some there's some bad stuff there too, um, but very very interesting state for sure. So you want to think of it, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we are getting down toward the end of the show. Tom McNicholas saying there are so many stories in Ohio when he lived there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it's the uh, it's it's really the easternmost part of the Midwest, and you know the entire Midwest region has a lot of interesting history along with it as well. So, um, what else did you guys have? Anything? I could try to get to it. Um, Donna Gorton saying, or this is per Pam, Bigfoot has been seen in Ohio too. And then from Donna, any connection to portals to ley lines? Uh, with Bigfoot, there's a lot of theories with, with I've never seen Bigfoot. Um, and there's a lot of different theories with Bigfoot as to whether or not it's a, um, you know, a remnant from you know, some ancient species that is still roaming around out there. You know, which is possible. Um, you know, there's other people that believe that you know Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. Some think he's an alien. So there's a lot of different theories out there. Um, whether it's a supernatural entity coming over from another plane of existence, would ley lines or portals aid to that? Well, if that theory was true, sure. Do I believe that theory is true? Uh, I'm not really so sure about that. So. Uh, I'm not saying that Bigfoot isn't real. Um, I just, you know, some of these different theories I have a harder time than with others. So, um, 
Betty is saying relaxing, relaxing show tonight. <laughs> um, and then uh, Donna saying not just Bigfoot, but any cryptid or extra dimensional. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, if if you're around, if you're talking about an interdimensional being, you know, like you know, we'll say a shadow person or something like that. Um, I would say that you know, along a ley line, certainly with a portal. Um, you're going to have more of a chance to see and witness that type of experience. Will they have a lot more energy to be able to do something? Sure. And you know, I don't think it really matters what the type of supernatural entity it is. That energy is going to be there for it to use. Um, I think you have to know how to use it. You know, because I think sometimes, like, first, it's okay, somebody... Somebody that isn't aware of what this energy is or how to use it or anything like that walks into the area and they might feel like a buzz in their head. Like, oh, what the heck? I'm feeling dizzy. Oh, what's going on here? You know, and then they walk out of the area and they're like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> Somebody else who knows what to do with it can then utilize that energy. Um, so the supernatural creature, shadow person, Bigfoot, chupacabra i don't know um <laughs> they would have to know how to be able to use that energy and what to do with it and maybe they're more in tune uh with that than say you know joe blow out there so um i guess that's um yeah because you're saying okay so yeah i could like ley lines fuel that type of stuff yeah that's basically what i'm saying so um, Kara Whitaker saying, awesome show tonight. Gave me a lot to research and think about. And yes, I'm a research geek. Okay, uh, Karen, I would highly recommend, of course, watch all of our videos on here first. Binge watch <laughs> to your delight. Share it out. Make sure all your friends subscribe, all that great stuff. Then, when you're done with that, when you're like 20 years older, because that's about how much stuff we have out here. <laughs> Um, well, it's over 500 videos. We've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, go check out uh, Freddie Silva's presentation on ley lines. So I, I utilized a little bit of that information here, but there's so much more of it. Um, drink some coffee. Maybe make sure it's during the day or something like that. He don't has a, drive. Don't drive. Don't no. drive. He has a very, very soothing voice. Um, he has great guy a ton of information but <laughs> he can and it's not that he's boring no it's, just, it's, it's his voice i mean he would be amazing to do guided meditations like yeah <laughs> you know i was <laughs> you know sending invites you know the scroll the scrolling the scrolling you know it kind of you know makes you a little sleepy but doing that and listening to him at the same time Oh my God! Yeah, I was knocking you out. <laughs> yeah, I was about to fall asleep. I was like, "Wow, this this guy, <laughs> his yeah. voice." Yeah, a lot of great stuff, and you know, I've seen, um, you know, some of his stuff on Gaia before. He's been on the History Channel a lot. He's been around for a long time. You know, decades worth of research. Um, he's always had that effect on me. <laughs> like, Freddie, I love you, but man, you're knocking me out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just so check out his stuff. It's really, really interesting um, if you want to do some research. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because um, it is now past midnight in the east. In the east. It's only 11 o'clock here. Yeah, and school <laughs> just started today. 
for the kids in in this town. So yep, up early. Yeah, be I'm gonna be up early anyway because I gotta work. Okay, so let's get to the shout-outs. Um, thank you very much, Donna Gorton, for Cheshire Cat Chatting the Chat. Really do appreciate it and getting us all of those questions. Um, if I missed any, I, I do apologize. There are a lot of questions tonight. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. So I see April M. Wimigwans. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. There's Sean Oldsmith. Thanks for hanging out for both shows. Uh, Anita Ackerman, thank you very much as well. Chipper Terry. Awesome to see you again. There's Zippy Davis saying great show. Betty, um, uh, Betty Lange, thank you very much. It says Betty and Wayne TV now. No more Lange, so it throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Andrew Cox. Andrew, thanks for joining us again tonight. Karen Whitaker, thanks for joining us for both shows. I'm sure you're going to have much to research now. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, thanks for joining us again. There's Candy Orin, hashtagging Haunted Road Roast. Yes, that is the coffee of choice around here. And we're going to have a little table here soon. And I'll just be able to pick up Haunted Road Roast and say, boom, brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, who else do we have here? Sharon Lane, thanks for joining us. There's the Fairy Queen, Haunted Road Media Fairy Queen, Diane Hilbert. Thank you very much to, for joining us tonight, as always. Um, who else did we have in the house? The Haglin. Thanks for joining us as usual. There's Mickey Dole. Thanks. Thank you guys for all the questions too. You guys all had a lot of great questions. Uh, who else do we have? Samuel Hall. Hey, good to see you tonight. Appreciate you drop, dropping in. There's Tom McNicholas. Hey, did we do? You know what we didn't do? Ah, Super Chat Superstars. <clears throat> I really do appreciate all the super chats, by the way, too. So thank you guys very, very much. Uh, Chanel F, thank you for the uh, for the two super chats. Really do appreciate that. Tom McNicholas, thank you as well. And Mickey Dole, who says she's never been laid. <laughs> That's what it says right there. Never been laid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay um, there's Sophia Frey's thank you for joining us uh, again for both shows really appreciate that uh, Pamela Rainey thank you as well uh, Scott Stafford thanks for joining us um, your buddy among stars oh Steve Glassford <laughs> hey again. you're still watching Steve thank you very much for, uh, for joining us tonight and there's Lynn's White Thank you very much, Linz. Really do appreciate it. And uh, Dave Harding, thanks for joining us tonight. Let's see who else. We had a lot of people in here. And there's Fran Molino. Fran Molino, who does a lot to, uh, there's several of you who do a lot to retweet all of our stuff out there on Twitter and share all of all stuff out on Facebook and all of that. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys doing that. It helps bring awareness to our channel and the information that we are putting out there. So, um, Feel yeah. free to share it in groups too. Mm -hmm. I mean, just we highly encourage all of that anywhere because <laughs> you guys know uh, what's fun in the chat room. Whenever, especially when there's new Mad Hatters coming in, we so love new Mad Hatters. Yeah, you can never have too many Mad Hatters. Nope, nope. Uh, there's Deborah Sosby. Thank you very much, Deborah, for joining us again tonight. Tim Schoen, always a fantastic support, and Tracy Christian. Thank you as well. So. Uh, I'm going to check through here real quick to see if there's anybody else that I missed. Did Lily stick around? Uh, if, I don't know if Lily, well, if you did, Lily, well, you're getting a shout out anyway. There Lily you go. Lily Tooby. <laughs> Lily Tooby. Is Robert White in here? I'm hoping so. Can uh, Dustin stick around? I don't know. Dustin, you in there? What about Pungai Fungi? Pungai Fungi. We're just, now we're just naming off all the, <laughs> all the regulars. And our 
from Japan, whose name I can never pronounce. Oh, I am so uh, sorry. Yeah, the Yamakaze. Um, I haven't seen him for a while. So, in any case, <laughs> if we missed you, you know, no offense. There's a lot of people that are in chat. There's a lot to scroll through, and we try to get as many people as we can. There's Katie Palmer with a big heart. Thank you, Katie. Mm. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight, talking about ley lines and um, everything associated with that. Uh, energy grid, standing stones, lots of great stuff, ancient uh, origins, and how things all line up around this world. So much more to explore with us coming up next week on uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We have Keith Johnson, who uh, he's actually going to be talking to us about vampire legends. So it'll be kind of interesting. I know everybody knows him as being you know, a demonologist with his brother Carl, um, of course, on Ghost Hunters for a couple of years there. Uh, yes, he's done all of that and had plenty of experience, of course, all the connections with uh, Andrea Perrin and how you know they're the ones that brought the case to the Warrens and all that stuff. Um, but he's done a lot with vampire legends around uh, uh, New England and elsewhere. So we're going to talk about that with him. And we'll probably get into some of the other stuff, too. So, um, yeah, he, he's a great guy. So, all right, everybody. You have a great night. We will see you uh, next week. And, of course, we'll have a Friday night goes through. It's thrown in there for uh, good measure. And, uh, hey, if any of you are in the Arkansas area around Fort Smith, um, come on out to the, uh, the Paracon out there this weekend. Uh, August 18th. So I will be there. Hope to see you. Everybody, I'm Mike. I'm Shauna. Have a great night.